no matter where you are, if you're on a low, find people. Yeah. Yeah. Get surrounded with people. And don't take depression as an answer. Yeah. You know, you got to decide. And not deciding is a decision too. We got to find out what we can do to find the money and attract the money, attract the love, but do it by contributing to other people first. Try this bad boy emphasize. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, that's always the great question. But hey, honestly, welcome to the decision table. And you know what? I know you have no idea what you're going to talk about, why you're even here. But really, all I know is, I don't know about you, but... If we keep doing things the same way, we're going to keep getting the same results. And one of the ways I know to disrupt that pattern is by having conversations with people every single day and having different conversations and learning to evolve. And I don't know where it goes. I don't know what we're going to come up with on this conversation. I just know that it's important for us as human beings to have conversations. And I think there's a lot of things in life right now that we need to be having conversations around and it's not always acceptable. It's not always the easy thing to do. It's not always comfortable conversations, but the necessary conversations. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that I'm doing right now is writing a white paper around the need for a new approach to leadership. And I, I truly believe that the only way we can have a new approach is by using different lenses in the way that we come to the table and make decisions. So that's what today's about. We're just going to have a conversation, you and I. And I know we've been okay. trying to have a conversation for a while. So why not press live and learn from each other? And others may learn some pretty awesome droplets of wisdom at the same time. Is that cool? I love it. That's very cool. What if I said no? Well, then that's okay, but uh, you're on live and that would look really bad if you say no. Uh, That's why I wondered, right? So no, 100%. (laughs) One of the things we do is we definitely use lenses on the decision table. And for a period of time right now, it's kind of like the third white paper that I want to write. And probably the pinnacle of all the insights around what I've gathered throughout the years in leadership. And that is, what if we come back to the table and we use humanity as stakeholders? I know that sounds huge, but for me, humanity is you and me. And stakeholders is you and me owning whatever that looks like and the decisions we're making. What does it mean to you, humanity as stakeholders? You know, I think everybody has a responsibility of, you know, of being a part of a global tribe, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that the Ten Commandments are real rocket science, even if you're not religious. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's, you know, I get the part about, you know, you want to be distinguished, you want to be recognized, you want to be significant. I think we, we have the opportunity and, and the obligation to start just 
being us and you know nobody's going anywhere and nobody's doing anything it's just you know let's work together and, and just really help figure out how to make people's lives better unfortunately people that don't see things that way i just choose not to surround myself with those people but it's you know there's there's a lot of stuff going on and i think like right now people think that there's more things going on now than ever and things are confusing but i also wonder you know is it a good time to like the you know title of my company really is create and live chapter two you know is it a good opportunity for people that were you know getting in in a rut maybe they were just sick and tired of what they were doing you know maybe just looking for a reason to just break free so you know my question as a stakeholder would be is do you want to take time to really own the person or the model of the world that you want to really be you know if you could have like two years ago if you could have thought but i said to you as a coach you know where do you want to be five years from now? What does your actual want look like? So my question is, is now maybe you got laid off or maybe you have you know, different challenges that are restricting you. Is it possible now that you have that opportunity more than ever now where you have to do it? It's an absolute must and you just go do it. And you start acting like the person that you always wanted to become. Because you don't even, for a lot of people, they don't have any obligation right now. Yes, money's tight. But what if you could just restart over right now? You could just look in the mirror and just say, you know what, I am kind of glad. So here's a few things. I just got to pull from what you said already. Yeah. A, money is tight in some areas, and I get that, and I realize that, right? I also know that money is plentiful across the globe if we look for it and want it enough and mm-hmm. are determined to do whatever it takes. Now, that doesn't make it easy. I mean, I am in constant conversations with people who are living in environments where there are dictators right at the top of the country or the nations. And so when I say this, I don't say it flippantly. I don't say it because I come from an area. I've worked hard. I continue to work hard. I'm always looking. Trust me, I don't have access to all the finances I want because there's more that I want to be able to do. And that's not that I don't have my needs met. I totally do. But I have so many more dreams, so many more things that I want access to finances so that I can bring the change that I want to, knowing that it can help others to get to where they need to get. I think that we have to stop thinking or going into this conversation around that there's lack of, there's all this pain. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there's challenges. Yes, Like you said, I only hang out with those that are going to take me to where I need to go or what I need to, you know, like support and and hang out with. I actually think there's a lot of learning when we hang out with people that don't look like us, don't sound like us, and even not at the same stage. I don't know about you, but I have learned some things like this. Do you know what? When I hang out with someone that is just complaining all the time, I go, I don't want to be like that. What is it they're complaining about? I'm not going to be complaining about that. If I'm not complaining about that, what's the solution I'm going to find so that that's not a complaint anymore, right? Like it actually drives me some of the time. That doesn't mean that I hang out with people like that all the time. Let's be clear on this, right? But I think that there's something when we say we only do this or that, there's a real risk. We actually miss out on learnings. And we exclude people because they're not happy today. I don't know about you, but I wasn't happy yesterday. I had a whole lot of things just weighing on my brain. 
it was not my happiest day on this earth. I'm a really positive person. I have so much going for me. I always intentionally start my day with gratefulness. But I have to say, yesterday was a tough day. There were so many things that were weighing on my brain. If you'd hung out with me yesterday, you might have thought, hmm, this Carrie Murray isn't that exciting to hang out with. She's not that fun and she's really, you know, intense. That would have been the word yesterday. But let me ask you, let me ask I was you a question. having a bad day yesterday. And I think that we miss out because we are, we're not getting beyond some of this, this stuff that is yuck and you don't want to be hanging out with. But maybe there's more going behind it. Well, here's a question I'd ask for you, you know, and, yeah. and this is something that I ask everybody, including my own self. Hmm. So is it, you know, like Tony Robbins, you know, when, when I learned this from Tony and he said, you know, the formula for happiness is when your life condition equals your blueprint. The formula for unhappiness is when your when your life condition does not equal your blueprint. And or the formula for suffering is when your life condition does not equal your blueprint and you feel helpless to change it. So if you woke so break up. break that down a little bit. Yeah. So if you, woke up, if you woke up yesterday morning, yeah. you might have been pissy because of whatever. It could have been an emotional thing, a hormone thing. It could have been a diet. You know, maybe you had a food you shouldn't have had and you just completely changed the chemistry. Right. So to me, there's diet is one. Right. What are we listening to the first thing in the morning? What are we looking at? What are we eating? What are we listening to? All of those things that are coming into our neurological sensory that can convert us chemically in our vibration that no matter what happened yesterday, you were just pissy. Right. But the other thing is, what's the expectation? If you woke up and, and you were upset because your life condition and your blueprint didn't align. So either change your what's going on in your life right now, and if you're around something that isn't serving you or, or you're doing something that you don't like, change it. But and Or accept it or change the blueprint of what the expectation is. So I'll even make it a little easier. If you're throwing a dart at a dartboard, you can't hit the dartboard. Either stand closer to it or don't throw it because <laughs> you yeah. already know it's too far away, right? So sometimes we have to discipline our discipline to really understand and make sure that what we're doing. And if it's simply suffering, reach out and get help and re-surrounded with people who can get you calibrated. Find a coach, find a mentor, find some influential people that are going to get get you there that are going to change it from it's happening to you, it's happening for you. To be honest with them about what you're feeling. Be honest with those with your peers about where you want to go and find out how they can help you. Because a lot so of times we, we don't. Now, here's the thing. I want to challenge that, Troy, because... Here's the thing. Are we just not allowed to have a bad day? I, I question this. You know what? I never have bad days. Honestly, I really don't. I have some frustrating moments. I have challenging times. But I don't really have those low, low days. And I'm because really you're not in the habit of it. Because you're not in the habit of it. I'm not. You see, and, and no, I've that's why you need to challenge it. I put things in place so that I'm not doing that. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, so for me, just to be honest, it was an escalation of a whole lot of things that have been challenging in the workforce. So some some new navigating on that side of it, huge growth learning curves. So that means that my capacity had to grow and has had to do things differently on that side of it in one of 
the companies. Another thing was I have this huge responsibility that I feel in what I'm doing on the other side in another company. And I felt that yesterday. I felt like if I just decided not to do this anymore, because that's the easy way, by the way. And I decided, you know, this is not going to happen. I felt this responsibility that really weighed on me. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years ago, at this particular time, I lost my mom. And that was really a difficult time for me. And I've had to navigate that. And then on top of it, we have some family things. That's why we're up in a way, not in Sydney, we're up in Queensland, where my father-in-law is losing his memory massively right now and needing lots of care and attention. And my, well, it's my husband's stepmom is, it's funny because our relationships have totally changed with these guys and she's going through cancer right now. These are huge things. Some of them are in my control. So I can choose what I'm doing with that, how I'm navigating that. But when you have given out and so much over so much time, that some days the getting out of bed, that moment of, oh, I've got to get up and do all this again. Even though you know, and I've got the strongest strategies, I've got so disciplined routines for this reason because I play at such a big level. But yesterday was one of those days. I was like, you know what? I could just pull up these covers and decide not to do anything else today. But I couldn't, by the way, because I also have my kids who are on vacation. They're needing extra care right now. And because, you know, they've just done their first term back in a school system and they're loving being away again on the road hanging out. So, you know, I get those things. I get the things that, and I say this and I'm being really honest today because I'm always talking about, you know, we've got to get over this moment or we've got to move into this or put these things in place. I get all those things. And yet occasionally, not very often, by the way, could be once every few years, I may have a really tough day. But I think that's totally, do you feel better today? I'm definitely on the turnaround on it. Am I wonderful? But see, there's a big point, though. I have to just say this. The coolest part about what you just said, though, the reason why I'm saying the drastic measures about changing your surroundings, your diet, all that stuff, is if you start to become habitual in being negative or being depressed or being sad, you got to figure it out. you got to. I just can't handle it, though, Troy. Here's the thing. I can't handle it. You can't handle it. Because it actually (laughs) actually pissed you off to to be be grumpy. Yes. It's not so, me. It's not oh, something I enjoy doing. But I wanted oh, to recognize it because I know there's listeners. I know there's people who struggle oh, with this on a daily I hope, basis. I hope you get cranky now and then. You have to. That's what keeps you. It's like an airplane. Seriously, you know, right? It goes a little off course. It has to so that it can actually, you know, get back on course. That's part of the fun is is navigating and going through the different emotions. And journey. I'm not sure that I saw the fun in it, though. <laughs> Because now you can put never hear me out. You know exactly who you don't want to be. Oh, so much so. Right? But if you got so darn complacent, you would never know that you were even as happy as you are. 
So but how do you of, get? How do people get to complacency in this? I'm trying to understand it, Troy. See, here's the thing: this is not me. This is something that is so foreign to my world. Yet I know there's many struggling with that. And you said it would be good just to hang out with people that you know are going places. All that I get all that. It's not but just I also that go. I don't want to leave people behind. Because it's real for some people as well. So, you know, Bob Proctor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about him. So Bob, you know, yeah. completely changed my life because I understood the big thing behind him. And, and that's why, honestly, I just recently partnered with him to to uh, to uh, coach his um, Thinking and the Results program because it fits my Chapter 2 program. You see, in my Chapter 1, before I was 34 years old, I came from a place of alcohol addiction. I came from a place of depression, anxiety, all kinds of things, right? And I was around a lot of negative people. Now, all joking aside, I literally woke up one morning. It was on a December 1st. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done living chapter one. And I'm going to start a new chapter two in my life. And that's where that came from. And, and so for me, I literally drew, I had to write down though and understand what was my goal. So and you I just had, woke up one day and you decided that was enough chapter one. Yeah, and I saw you. I wrote. I literally. This is how the whole course even started. I, I literally took a piece of paper. I wrote it. I wrote out my goals at the top. How I wanted my health, my wealth, my physical, mental, my spirituality parts of my life, my purpose. I wanted to really dive into where I was off course, and there was almost everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so what I did was in my relationships, my network, all that. And I literally, I fired eleven people that night. I phoned them. They were friends, family, and I said, "We're done." They're like, are we breaking up? I'm like, yes, we are. And I said, you know, I know it's hard, but I, you know, I, I had to do that back then because I had to decide. So what I did then is, is in my chapter two, I wrote all, all the things that was going to get me to my goal. Chapter one had all the things that were listed out that were going to keep me from my goal. And I had to cut that piece of paper in half and I had to light it on fire. And the thing is, is like, even with, uh, you know, you look at like the paradigms that Bob Proctor talks about, and that's what makes me so thrilled to be able to teach this program is because we get into this thing called paradigm where it's you know such a, a mental habitual thing where it's just we're naturally thinking and feeling the way we do and the things coming at us we keep reacting the same way which Correct. affects our subconscious mind and that subconscious mind is our emotional part and that's what causes our body to go into fight or flight or yes. into happiness or into sadness or into anger i don't know for everybody it's different but when you get that same chemistry and that keeps happening it's almost like you almost become good at abusing your own self. And I Correct. think when you can when you can find someone that can say, Hey, you know, Jane or Tommy, guess what? What is your what is it you really truly want? And they tell me what they truly want. And I'm like, but everything that you're doing will never equal that. And you know that. And they're like, Yeah, I know. How do I fix that? Well, we have to start living like the person that we want to be like and stop living like the person that we don't want to be like. Yeah, because, but often that gap is so big, though. So for me, part of why I, I brought up yesterday was because I have this amazing awareness around me personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally, you mm -hmm. name it. It is something that I'm extremely aware of. And I've done that because I've gone, is this where I want it to go tomorrow? Is this where I want it to be going forward? If not, what is it I need to rewire to and change that pattern? And so it's become such an important thing for me. But what I realize is also that, and I'd love your thoughts around this, because I think 
what you're saying is, as a personal person, like personally, some of the indicators that make us a healthy person help us to make better decisions, help us to keep moving and afford, you know, momentum. This is interesting because, and I know you love results, so this is why I'm asking this question, but it's easy to get business results. It's easy because we put priorities on those. We know the in the measurements, the indicators. You know, in many cases, people put key performing indicators on those. And so there's real tracking to where we are business-wise. How do you think, and, and I think this comes back to humanity as stakeholders. See, what we're talking about today is us as humans and going, this is what we're bringing today or yesterday or tomorrow, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about us as a human. Now, here's the thing that often happens. We talk about us as humans like we're doing right now, but then we forget that in our professional world, we don't leave human at the door. Mm-hmm. So we take whatever that looks personally. So if we've eaten something wrong, we're not going to be physically performing at the highest level. Maybe we're going through some challenges. So maybe emotionally, it's a little tougher to bring it at the, the boardroom table today or something, right? How do we, going forward, ensure that we are using indicators in both, you know, when we're in the workspace, really as humanity, as humans, as a whole? And I think that this is a massive issue right now. So just so I make sure I really understand the question. So you're wondering how we take ownership of ourselves at the same time as getting those businesses. Is it ownership? I don't know. This is the questions I'm asking. Is it ownership? Is it really that we're not putting priorities on some of these things? Yet mental health issues is an extreme problem in the business environment right now. Yeah. The reason why I use that. The word ownership is because I think if if we really take ownership of our own self first, you know, then you can actually influence other people and really understand what it takes to run your your body, your world. Totally your, agree, by the way. Right. On that one. And it, and then because it's easy for me because if I was living in my old chapter one, it'd be pretty hard for me to tell you how to do things mentally when I'm not there even myself. The thing is, is, is as I show up with my vibration, my energy at the level I want to, I can talk about this because I know exactly how to either lead people or just manage. And when you're leading people, you know, you set out an example, you set out the goals and initiatives and you do it. You just simply do it and you don't take anything else for granted. But I think to answer your question is, you know, my most productive time has been, you know, when I am completely in tune with my own self and my own goals. Because then I can go into a boardroom and I can tell people, you know, what my vision is and goals are. I can ask other people for their advice and not be defensive and worried about me in a scarcity mindset. I can empower people and be able to feel completely confident that I can give them true feedback with what it is that they're doing. But what if you're having a bad day? Will you Admit still it. be able to be empowering, still be able to bring it, yeah. still be able to... Yeah. I, yeah. Because if it got bad enough today and I, I couldn't step up in the requirement I am, I make sure that my teams are always in any business that we have is making sure the team understands that we all are going to have bad days. 
We already yeah. know the goal ahead of time. And I think communication is the big one rather than everybody being worried about who's, you know, shafting who or who's not getting yeah. enough significance or all that stuff. You know, yes, we all have different personal things. Some of us want our hair to look different. Some of us want to make more money. Some of us want, you know, to be in a different relationship or whatever. Right. Or maybe they want to buy a new car. I don't know. But the truth is, is when you show up to work and you understand that the goal is of doing something together and you keep aligned with, with those people with that same kind of verbiage and being able to say, you know, Hey, guess what guys? Like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm off today. So we can either, we either got to cancel this presentation for this client or I need you guys to step up because I got to get my head in order here and, and, and get some gratitude going through see, me quick. Here, here's the exact thing that I'm bringing to the table and, and asking that question is, are we, see, you're saying we, we need to say this, but I don't think we've got priorities. We're not got, we're not saying this in the business sense. Cause everybody's hey, scared of failure. I'm having, correct. So how do we shift this? Because we know that it's important. We've just both agreed on that saying, Hey, we need to come and maybe say that it was a tough day or it's a tough day today, or this is what I'm going through in the family front. I want to bring my best today. Bear with me, it might take me a little longer to get into it today. But we're not putting priorities on things like that because we're not even able to. Where do we put indicators or measurements on things like how are you doing physically? How are you doing, you know, like I don't know about you, Troy, but have you turned, you know, I've done my, I haven't, by the way, I'm going to be doing it after this, but, you know, every day at work with your team are you saying have you done your exercise today because guess what there's major research around the importance of movement and our capacity in you being able to use our brain our intelligences so do we put those as indicators in our key performing you know indicators no we're not so yet this makes up the whole person as a human at the table and it's so important and we've got to communicate it, but where's the places for our team to communicate things like this? So good. It's an question. interesting concept, right? So what happened with me is, is I took every, all of the managers that I need to work with, everybody calls in on one Zoom call every day at 9 a.m. period. Hmm. We take 30 minutes every single day, doesn't matter. And if you can't make it, you can't make it. You miss a couple in a row, you're going to start to look really dumb in front of the team. But it's yeah. a place where we we talk about what is something that we're in our values and our core values, right? Whether it be yeah. like, you know, respect, you know, integrity, you know, communication, teamwork. You know, we've got our list of seven values. And but what we say is, is then I, I have somebody, you know, talk about. So what, uh, grab one of our values and talk hey, about. Okay, use really it like. as an example so that people can really understand. Yeah, respect. So like, Say today's one is respect. Respect. So, so if I said respect, actually today it was respect. So and, uh, and so, you know, the comment was made is we respect each other as a team. I respect, you know, my family and the people at home to make sure that I'm keeping work at work and home at home so that the conversations are as positive as possible. That in effect, mm. that then that comes back into the naturally it'll come into the clients that we work with. So that they feel that same type of love and vibration, you know, even on the harder days because everybody's showing up with the right thing. But we also respect ourselves to make sure that, you know, we are taking the time to go for that walk and feeling good about it, you know, a few times a day. Just go outside of your office for heaven's sakes or do 20 jumping jacks, you know, before that Zoom call. 
get your vibration up, right? So, so just so we can go back on the respect thing, right? Yeah. How do we know by the end of the day that we've shown respect with, or by the end of the week that we've been more respectful within our teams or within the way that we, you know, being more respectful with potential clients or customers or whatever it looks like, right? How do we know that we're being more respectful? Because here's the interesting thing. We talk about a lot across the globe right now about inclusion and inclusive culture within our organizations. How do we actually show indicators that we're being more inclusive or more respectful? Because these are things that are not necessarily so easy to measure. I think knowing what you really want is, creates purpose. So if I said drive from Sydney to Melbourne, right? Mm-hmm. Now you and your husband can easily get in your car and you know exactly where you're going. Sure. You know you're going to need a hotel room. You know you need $500 of cash, right? Mm-hmm. You know you need a change of clothes and everything's planned out quickly. That's just a natural thing that happens. But if I said get in your car and start driving north and, you know, I'll get back to you and I kind of forget about you, you guys are going to be looking at each other and saying, okay, where's Troy talking about? And nothing's going to make sense and you're going to stop because you're going to need some money and you're going to, you know what I mean? You just become, now you become reactive. And the problem is that happens all day long for most people is because you have the kids, you know, we're up in the middle of the night throwing up and you got this going on, you got bills and it just happens. But the thing is, is if you have like in my pocket, right? Like I literally have my goal card of exactly where I'm going to be on March 1st of 2022. Right. So that goal card, I read that thing to myself every single hour because there's a timer in my phone that literally goes off and says recalibrate. And so I read my goal card. I drink a full glass of water. I do 20 jumping jacks and I look as crazy as ever if someone's watching me, but I don't care. Do you know why? Because it sets an example that I respect my life so much with purpose. So if I so now when I know where I'm going and my focus is there naturally a lot more of my results out of my body, whether it be my physical or mental are based around me and my goal. And if I only regret, and the people that only do, the reason my goals fail on, on January 3rd of after year's resolutions is because you don't reflect on them anymore. You'll take time hung over to write them down with your buddies after 16 beer, but you'll never go back and actually do it. And you'll never read it again. So can I, can I, I totally agree with that as an individual. What I'm trying to do is go, how do we bring this in a business or organization? As in, it's the exact same thing. The company okay, has but- its own personality because, you know, a big telecom company is the exact same thing as Coach Troy. Yeah. That company, so what I do in our. So that's around vision then? Totally, because so every day, the reason why we have our 30 minute powwow, we talk about a value, yeah. but then we also talk about what's every person doing, what's our, we know our goal. We know our income goals and we also know our customer retention and all those things, right, that we're doing. Yeah. So what are we all doing? We're not just talking about, you know, hey, how, yes. what did you do last night? How did you, I was cutting grass. No, it's about here's our numbers that we want to hit. So what are you doing, Kira? Right? Mm. Right? And if, you know, if I, if I asked, you know, Chris or Johnny or Dwayne, right, and I say, so yeah. what are you doing today that's getting us to our goal? And then we don't talk about the shit that's not getting your goal because it doesn't pay. We can sit there and harp on it. We can say, you know, I'm doing this. So how do you, how do people then deal with that? Like, because if there is something going on, there's a reason to it, right? So where or what do they do with it? 
what I'm saying is it's not a vent fest. So I may say, hey, you know what? Right. We're doing a Facebook Live every day because once a month wasn't enough. Right. right? So we can actually feel a transition. And then tomorrow mm -hmm. say, hey, I did my Facebook Live. Yeah. Right? You know, or if, we're, if we went to a different supplier of, I don't know, paper. We were paying too yes. much for paper, so we switched to paper. You know, here's what we did. Showing the forward results because we said we want to have a certain profit margin. Right? And if we said we want to grow by 10 clients, what are we doing to do that? But we have to identify the pattern that's not serving us. And yeah. Think of it this way. Write down the pattern. So if it's, you know, driving down the one highway to work, there's probably a negative and there's probably yes. a positive. If it's sure. only a negative, find out how to turn that into a positive. Reverse polarity it. Oh, I, yeah. But put a personality on your company or on your department. Call it, give it a name. Call your department Sally. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing for Sally's goals today? Because she wants to make a million dollars this year in her department. So what are we doing to make sure Sally gets there? So it's right? kind of like you're personalizing it, right? 100%. It's yeah. Because the whole thing's mental. 95% of your business is mental. It's only 5% mm -hmm. is the is the rest. Interesting. Right? And if you really think about how much How did you come mental, up with that? Learning from mentors who've proved it and then start to research and apply it. You know, I live by three words. Learn, execute, and inspire. I've had to learn a crap load of stuff to figure out the things I was doing wrong. And I've had sure. to execute it to see how I apply it. Yeah. But if you really journal your day at five o'clock before you go home, if you're at a, at a job, I don't care where you are, if you're a coach or whatever. If you at five o'clock at the end of your day, write down the things that worked or did not work towards your goal. Mm -hmm. Giggle at the stuff that didn't work, put a, a reverse to it and make a plan for tomorrow. And then only read in the morning what you said you were going to do that doesn't even include the stuff that didn't work. And just keep learning. You know, if you think about it, when we were kids, what was the first video game console? Like Atari or something, right? Well, for the, for, you know, our kids don't start off with Atari because we had to. They start off with a PlayStation 5 or whatever, you know, right? Or virtual reality. So you got you got to get past the past and you got to look at, okay, where are we starting today? Let's move forward. We already know what we know. Yeah. Interesting. And it's easy for me to say because people will say, you know, on the rebuttal to me, they're going to say, well, Troy, that's really easy. But when things are really tight and all that, no, that's what that's when you, it's an absolute must. That's when you say, no, come hell or high water, these doors aren't going to get open next month if we don't change. Because our goal is here. And if we don't make that million dollars because our costs are $999,000, and if we don't get that million dollars of revenue, there's no more revenue because there's no more business. Yeah, but here's the thing that I think is really important that often gets left behind is that million dollars. Who cares if you get that million dollars if your marriage is broken down? Who cares mm -hmm. if you get to that million dollars and your kids, you know, ready to jump off a cliff? Like seriously, mm -hmm. and I think this is why I'm bringing this up because I think, I you know, you one of the things that is so important for you right now is kids, family, your relationships, your personally who you are. But if we don't bring this into our professional, then we have to take the hat off because all of a sudden we leave being dad, we leave being, no, these are skills. These are things that my kids have helped me be the best, strongest woman in amongst a lot of very strong males. Why? Because I needed to teach my kids and role model things that 
they now do in their world that I wish I could have done when I was a kid, by the way. And I just do the same thing in what I do in the workforce in that way. And I think that there's there's this bridge between and making that so wide between our personal and our professional. And I'd love to see us narrow that gap because I think that this is important to know what is going on there. Okay, that doesn't mean you bring all those issues in. Don't get me wrong. But we need to be aware of it. And we go, okay, what do we need to do today to get back in the game? What do we need to do today? Maybe I need to actually send a message to my husband and say, hey, by the way, so sorry about what happened this morning. Let's reconvene about that or let's, you know, and so then we don't take it into the business world. Rather than let's ignore it, let's procrastinate on that, and then that blows out, and then guess what? It will have an effect whether you get to that million or not. And if you do get to that million, who cares? Because in the meantime, you've left a whole lot of destruction in so your personal life. You're, you're, I love this because you know it's easy to say turn things off and whatnot, but you need to be able yeah. to find a place to vent. You need a place to talk. Yeah. I think rather than, you know, again, Maybe temporarily we have to change the blueprint. Yeah. And we have so to how? Change what does that blueprint look like? That's why I'm questioning. Well, it, right? what I'm saying is, to sit down as a family, as a team, mm. and talk it through. And rather than get frustrated, open your ears. You know, redo homeschooling now. You know, my sons are nine and twelve. I, I really blame that the, re- the reason why we have such a really just a beautiful home is because we mm. communicate. When we come home, the first thing I do is listen. You know, and any man watching this better figure this out really quick. You need, if you give your, your woman 17 minutes to talk first, the, you can talk about anything else you want to after. She just wants to know that her knight in shining armor is coming home and is there to make them safe and protected. There's nothing worse than someone coming home from work saying the whole world's crashing and we're going to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. Right? Make yeah. sure you listen to each other. Make sure you understand that everybody needs to feel certain. Yeah. Right? Everybody needs to feel uncertain about things and have some variety. This is just the six human needs, by the way. And, you know, number three is they, everybody needs to feel significant. So if I come home and I listen and I say to my wife, my, you know, your hair looks amazing today, right? And I just hope you had a really good day. Can you tell me about it? She knows there's something I need to boil off. There's going to be something, <laughs> right? There's got to be something, right? Sure. But, but, you know, but if I make sure she feels that good right off the start, right? Then number four is people need to feel love and connections. Mm-hmm. So make sure that people around you know you love them. Not just always yeah. about give and take, right? It's not just about about you know you know getting extra income or having romance or whatever. It's about true connections. And number five is your family. Everybody in and the family wants to grow. Just on that one, I think that's one of our biggest things that we've lost is that true connection, where yeah. we have become a society that is wanting to take, take, take. Or if we give something, we expect something in return. Yeah, there's an ugly word for it. And, you know, it's the thing is that if you, even if you're in your most depressed, weakest moment and you know shit's going bad, go home and tell the person that you love them, that they're safe and that you care about them first. Yeah, I think that's so important, right? Because it's way more fun to watch the business fail as as the team hugging each other than it is fighting about it because then you start to blame each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe the business is going to fail, period. OK. Yeah. But I promise you, you could have 100 businesses that fail. And as long as you're yeah. both on the same page and you talk about it together, you strategize together and you get resourceful together. 
then things get better. If you tell your kids, hey, guys, you know what? The business sucks. There's some things that are going on that I'm trying to figure out. I need two days without, I'm sorry, I can't play baseball. But here's where I'm going to be. Here's the expectation rather than I'll try to be there. No, you either going to be there or you're not going to be there, right? But I think the more open about the communication and then telling your kids and your spouse, my goal is to make the million dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever it is. I'm just using a number. But if you come up with, we need a hundred thousand dollars in our business. And here's what I'm trying to do. Do you have any suggestions on how that looks? And if they say, well, Troy, you've tried that 35 times and you keep coming up with $1,500. So you're going to have to try something else. Maybe you should do it a little different on that one. Well, and and, and let's be honest, right? (laughs) I might even say to to the other person, oh my gosh, I don't have time to hear this. I know I'm only, because your mind is in defense mode because you've built up this habit or the paradigm as Bob Proctor would talk about. Mm -hmm. And so you keep reacting the same way. But if you said, wait a second, squeeze your finger and your thumb together and just shut up. Yeah. And listen. And you say, sweetheart, can you tell me more about what you need? Well, I think this, I I just want to interrupt here because I think that this is a full circle to, to going, hey, we don't have it all perfect. We don't have it all sorted out. We are just learning on this journey. And I think that that's the same both in our personal and professional life that there is not one or the other it is just that we are evolving as a human being and we need to be able to do that and I think you know one of the most powerful just saying on one of the things that you said there of communication one of the most powerful things that I have learned over this you know I I say this to a lot of people who know me in my world I never had kids just to have my professional and then there's my kids I always said I had kids because I want to take kids on a journey with me. Mm-hmm. And that has been the most powerful thing. You know, when when the borders were open, we were able to be on the road and they literally came with us. But communication was such key there. And it was key to, hey, at this moment or at this space of time, we're going to be on calls or this is what we're focusing in on. Are you doing your school things? What are you going to be doing while we're doing that? And then we're going out to have some food after that. Communication was key to it. But it was also key when we were going through some challenging times, when it was a hard day, uh, when things break down or things don't go the way that we had promised. And I think that the key to that was absolute honesty, trust. And now, like I'm blown away at my younger generation of kids. I wish I knew this with my older generation and I apologize to my older generation of kids because there was not much role modeling around taking your kids on journeys. It was more of a telling situation and this is how you are the best soccer mom or the best I was a terrible mom at trying to be a school mom. Like I failed at all of those things. I'm not good at those conversations and things like that. But, you know, here was the thing that I learned was if I let my kids in, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. Do you know what? When they're going through tricky times, do you know what they do? They let me in and they go, mom, this is what I've got to deal with. Or how do I do this situation when I need to communicate with this person over here? They are coming, they are communicating, there is amazing flow. And I think 
if we think of that on the home front and then we take that into business or into our professional life, organizations, whatever it is, you know, how do we get that effortless flow where there's communication knowing that that is actual priority and key? And I think part of that is changing some of these things that were the norm and we weren't realizing that maybe we should have measurements around that as well. You know, what's cool is like Luke and I, like my 12-year-old and I mm. last, you know, this spring restarted a thing called uh, the Kidpreneur Family Challenge. And so what Luke I and I did is we went and we said, you know what, Luke's doing product reviews and yeah, and on tech products cap here and he's doing, you know, uh, some marketing stuff for, for businesses. And, and which is really weird to say that my 12-year-old is doing that. He's doing jobs. I think it's, that, weird. I think it's fantastic. Well, I think it's fantastic. But what's weird about it is, is most people are like, you know, 30, 40 years old and freaking out and all that. Yeah. And this little guy, you know, I hired him to be doing my social media management, right? And he's yeah. he just landed a big contract with a with a really cool company. And, you know, and what's interesting is, so we said, you know what, why don't we combine, we have something different because see, Luke, I was taking him with me to sales calls and businesses and things like that. I remember one time we were doing this deal for a company and I took Luke and, and it was uh, for $16 million and the sales guy had completely screwed it up. And he said, Troy, I need your help. Like you got to fix this problem because these yeah. guys aren't at the table. So I phoned the guys and I said, guys, I got Luke with me. I'm sorry. You're going to have a nine year old at the table. This is what it is. Right. Sorry. I think he was 10. And they said, yeah, fine. Like it's a Saturday. We get it. So, you know, he can hang out in the living room. Right. There's six guys at the boardroom table. And Luke sat right at the end of the other end of the table with a pen in his hand and a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. By the time we were done the conversation, the one guy, the president, he looks over at Luke and he says, Luke, what do you think? Should we do this deal with your dad or not? And he, and he said, well, you know, actually, it looks like you guys had this problem. This problem it looks like my dad's able to solve it with this. And I'm like, okay, you couldn't have said that any better. But it's because he's listening to all the things I've been doing. Nice clothes out there. <laughs> right. They did the deal. But the thing is, is, you know what? What's the difference between work life and home life? How about we combine it? You know, some of the businesses right now that I coach, you know, here's an interesting little tidbit. What if you told your kids that are at home right now to not play PlayStation today, that yes, it's COVID, but you have a business, maybe you have a job, go get a handful of thank you cards from Amazon and get your kids to handwrite them out to their customers and say, hi, I'd like to thank my mom and our family would like to thank you for doing business with our family. It means a lot to us. Now. Who in the world is going to criticize you because you had a handwritten six-year-old write out a thank you card for their mm-hmm. business and it took that much energy? And I have never yet in the last 365 days, I've recommended this to probably 200 people and not one of my clients has ever said it didn't go off without a bang. So you can actually involve your family into completing your business. So to answer your whole original question is how do we be stakeholders here? Be a stakeholder, be a true contributor to human society and get everybody around you to take the leadership that you can inspire them with. You already know the crap that doesn't work and you know the stuff that does work because we're telling it to you right now and other good people. And you go and you tell people this is what you're doing and this is why you're doing it because here's your goal. And for heaven's sakes, don't earn a million dollars, earn $2 million because there is no amount of any dream that you can't get. I have yet... If I get a client that doesn't get results from how we teach them and people like yourself, your husband, myself, anybody else, 
you don't have to be someone great. You have to be someone who listens and that sees the journey with them and design it. That's how you become a true stakeholder of humanity. Yeah, I love that. So, by the way, if anyone does want to know more about you, and where's the I'm best a very spot private for them person. <laughs> I just wrote down Troy. <laughs> you are very private. Troy. Yeah, Go find yeah. Troy. There's no other Troy in the world. Yeah, it's no. It's so it, I'm actually just starting a brand new website, so make it easier. But no, I'm just, uh, you know what? Like, just seriously, mm. email me, coach at troyaberly.com. Now, you, if you'd have to type it out, because I can't change my name in here, but it's A B E R L E. But, or uh, text me. Yeah. My number is 403 580 6263. But my company's Troy Aberly International. And like I say, I my mission in life is to help really entrepreneurs create a new chapter in their life mm. so that they can be influential in, in themselves, in their family, and in their companies so that we can create a lot of these stakeholders. You know, with the strategies and tools that I've learned from guys like Tony Robbins or Bob Proctor, or Brandon Burchard, Chad Holmes, you know, these are the things that, that, you know, changed my life. I went from selling a little bit to like, you know, my personal sales are almost $400 million. Mm-hmm. And why? It's only because I live what I teach and it's, have I screwed up? Lots. I got lots of examples for you. Yeah, me too. But you know what? That's where we I've had so much beauty in my life. I get to meet people like you, (laughs) Yeah. you know, and just collaborating like this, like Mm. full disclosure, everybody should know. I had no idea why I was getting on this call today. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, no one ever knows why they're getting on this call. But I love this stuff. And honestly, yeah. I think right now, no matter how hard things are, you know, unfortunately, we had another friend, a person, we didn't even know that this was happening, you know, I got over-depressed and uh, overdosed. And, you know, God rest her soul, but it, uh, you know, I want everybody to listening right now to give one message. No matter where you are, if you're on a low, find people. Yeah. Yeah. Get surrounded with people. And don't take depression as an answer. You know, you got to decide and not deciding is a decision too. we got to find out what we can do to find the money and attract the money, attract the love, but do it by contributing to other people first. I believe that'll bring you so much joy into your heart and soul. When I was in my brokest time, I remember we couldn't afford a pizza, a little Caesar's pizza. They were six bucks. Okay. But do you know what? I went outside and I shoveled snow for three neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then I went and did another seven properties knowing that I should have took the time to do something else. But that one neighbor got me a set of CDs Hmm. from Tony Robbins and said, hey, do you want to listen to this stuff? And that's the stuff that changed my mind. So when you Hmm. give to other people, gems will come back at you. Yeah, I so believe that. And, and I, you know, I always say all of us can be giving no matter what's in our hands because it's just like what's in your hand that you could give it could be time it can be love it can be just you know getting out there and and doing whatever it takes and and i think that we can never outgive we really truly and when we talk about happiness i know um you know, I got 12 years ago, I got a condition through my body. And then another year later, another condition came through my body. And I remember at the time when I was diagnosed with it, they said to me, Kira Murray, look, just know 
that there is such a low percentage who don't have depression with it. And I said, I know. And they go, no, 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 no. Just know that there's a really low percentage. I go, I know. And they go, no, no, no. It's so low. I said, I know it's 1% that don't have depression. And I said, I'm going to be that 1%. And they go, how can you do that? Because every single day I chose not to be that 1%. And every single day I had strategy, which was gratefulness, by the way. There was a few different things, but gratefulness was one of them that I would start every single day. What am I grateful for? Three things in my last 24 hours. What am I grateful for? Three things in my next 24 hours. And it is hard to be sad when you're feeling grateful. And there was always, no matter how bad a day I felt, there was always something to be grateful for. And I was so, so thankful for that. And, you know, here's the other thing. I never, ever got depression. In fact, I got told that we don't know how this can be true. We are trying to figure out how you are living in such denial, but we cannot diagnose you with depression. It was such an interesting thing, but I can tell wouldn't you. Be cool if we, wouldn't it be cool if they could have diagnosed you with happiness? I know, but because that wasn't <laughs> one of the indicators, right? That yeah. goes back to some yeah. of this conversation that I'm saying is because we focus in on, we've got things that maybe things that we're focused in on, maybe they're not the things we're to focus in on going forward. Okay, here's the thing. We've talked a lot around some st things that has, I think, created quite a, an awareness today around a whole lot of, you know, we've talked about maybe not having happy days, maybe how yesterday looked versus our new chapter today and what that new chapter can begin to look like as we move forward. There's been so many so many little rabbit holes we've gone down today and I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for this conversation. The other thing that you brought up and is something that I think is a fundamental to all of us as we lead and that is ownership. I think, you know, now that we're aware, you know, I always say that you don't know what you don't know, but when you do, there's a responsibility. And so my one question I do ask on every single decision table is this. Uh, what are you going to take from our conversation today? Hmm, that's an interesting question. What I'm going to take from today is I'm going to ask people a lot more questions about their personal life at home. Mm. I'm going to find out what it is that I really can contribute to. I mean, I just assume that people have problems, right? But, <laughs> I mean, but you know, because I never thought of it like that. Okay, yeah, you know? yeah. But, you know, you just assume that, hey, people got stuff going on at home and, you know, and here's what our job is going up. But I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to phone three people per day is what you're going to get my commitment from. I'm going to phone three people that I do business with and I'm going to ask them how things are for real. Mm. Right. So every day I'm going to write that down. So here's what I'm going to do. Every night I'm going to write down three people that I'm going to phone first thing in the morning. And I'm just going to say, hey, Johnny, mm. how is your wife? How is your family, yeah. right? Hey, Sally, how's Tommy, right? Everything going good? And if they're like, you know what? It's been kind of rough. You know what? I'm going to ask them three more questions. I'm going to I'm going to give them an exercise because you just made me think of something that's important. I'm going to ask them to write down every night what were they focused on throughout the day? Yeah. What was your internal and external language? What were you talking about? Was it negative crap or was it positive? And then number three, what was your physiology like? Because I know... Yeah. 
that your vibration is everything, how you show up, right? So I talk about the jumping jacks. I'm going to ask mm -hmm. those questions of people around me. I'm going to ask three people per day. So if I do that for even 250 days, 750 people are going to know I really care yeah. at the deepest level. I love that. And just feeding back on that one, what I'm taking from today's conversation is something similar but different, and that is the you said about them sending a note and I just thought I'd love to send a note, a personal note with the help of my kids to those that either collaborative partners or clients or whatever. Like I just, there's something about taking that time to personally connect with someone that has come on a journey with you or coming on a journey with you and just reaching out. And, and, and I think, that's connection. That's going back to humanity and seeing people as stakeholders. And I really liked, I like that. That's something I can do with my kids. And, Imagine and cool something. If, yeah. you, if they wrote me a note today and said, hey, Coach Troy, I just want to yeah. say thank you for going on the decision table with my mom. Yeah. It really brightened up her day because she got to learn more about yeah. doing thank you cards as a family. And we really are excited about it too. Well, now that makes my whole day, but now every time they hear you and I talking on, on the yeah. decision table, they're going to be like, was that Coach Troy again? Yeah. And if you say, yeah. you know, I had to talk to him a little bit longer or he's flying out, he's going to he's gonna come stay with us for a couple of days, they yeah. already know everything about your business and what matters to you. Yeah. yeah. And I know that I would matter a lot, but it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love that. And I think that that's it's so, so important. And it brings that flow in from personal to professional and narrows that gap, which is something that I am feeling, you know, from a lot of these conversations, it's, it's, it's become a thing that's come to the forefront of how do we do this better? How can we do it more effectively and realize that? And I think that that's something that has come out of this whole COVID and pandemic is that, you know, it's okay to speak more on what's happening behind the scenes. And I don't want us to leave that lesson behind. I want us to put it in as part of our norm going forward of going, how do we make sure? I, I'll never forget, I I really do try hard to reach out to team a lot. And, and this is important because I want team to realize that they're not just team. They are people I'm doing a journey with. And I want to make sure that I am helping and supporting them to be able to do their roles the best. And, you know, I love when team, you know, we've got, and I remember, I remember, you know, this, this particular person is one of our team in the Philippines. And I'd reached out and I said, so what's been happening in your world? I just, I'd love to know what, what's kind of been your win this week. Cause I really, truly wanted to know. And he goes, my personal win this week was that I got to buy my daughter a bike and just seeing her going around on her bike has been just such a joy. And from that time on, I would remember, hey, how's your daughter doing with that bike? And he would just light up his face because I cared enough around what was going on not just on the work front, but in his own life. And I think that that's such an important lesson for all of us to continue to keep remembering that we have to come back to human first, <laughs> right? 
Well, go treat your company or your work like a kitchen yeah. table. Yeah. Right? And just everybody just get together, grab a coffee and build a goal That's and clap. That's why this is at the table, the decision table, because oh. many decisions are made around a table. Could be a boardroom, could be a coffee table, could be wherever, right? There's there's so much done. So anyway, I want to thank you. You're an amazing man. You're, I love what you're doing. I love the, the fact that you're results orientated. It's so good talking to someone who's very results orientated. It's sort of my jam is results. And so I love the way you think in that way. I thank you for letting me challenge some of the things that you've talked about. And we've gone into little rabbit holes from that and come out the other side. And I feel like you know, we've both been able to take something from this conversation and are going to put it into what we do and that will help us to be even better in what we're doing. So thank you. You're No, thank you. I'm going to put in here in the comments, Kidpreneur Family Challenge. Mm. And tell you what, like anybody If you do that to the the normal comments, right? If you put it in there, yeah. Because you could like... Not the private chat, but the normal comments. Oh, I don't even know where you do that. So you've got comments you're in, right? Yeah. Oh, it's in private chat, so I don't know how to do that. Ah, so have you got a comments? If you put it into that, then that will go out. For some reason, I can't type in there. Oh, that's okay. We'll put it in after anyway. Yeah, so, but like I was just going to tell people, you know, if you want to get, you know, do a couple things, you know, I'm starting a brand new course. Honestly, it's with Bob Proctor's stuff and it's called Create awesome. Live Chapter 2. And mm. so I want to help people that if people are interested in even learning about kidpreneurship, kidpreneurfamilychallenge.com. And uh, I'd like to come back on here with you more and talk about even around some of those other topics and let's serve people. I'd, I'd like to do that because yeah. I'd like okay. to, I want to really Sounds help good. people's mental health. So thank you so yeah. much. And, and I appreciate the challenge. I love talking it through and figuring it out. I don't have all the answers, but dang it, I'm not proud of it. But that's why we've got to come together more as a collective and have these conversations and figure it out. I'll do it anytime, anytime. Are there anything you want to leave anyone, any words that you haven't been able to say? Before you go to bed tonight, honestly, take a look at what you were focused on today, what your internal and external language really is what it's been and share with each other, you know, figure out how to get yourself vibrant, journal out what you're eating and what you're listening to. Mm. You know, I know it's all just jabberish and everybody wants to lose weight and all that. It's not about that. It's about what's coming in at you is going to, is giving you the output. Yeah. Don't listen to all the negative crap about COVID and politics and all that. Just go and be you find your want and just go after that. Cause where focus goes, energy flows. Oh, I love that. Where focus goes, energy flows. That, my friend, I'm going to end this broadcast. Don't you run away quite yet, though. But thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe. Ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers.
Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.